generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. You don't have to love me. You don't even have to like me. But you will respect me. You know why? Because I'm a boss. Yeah, get it, Khalees. It's up now. Shit, bit of bossy. Welcome in. Day number 29, 30 and 31 to go. Well, two, you know, today, tomorrow. Shit, the come down begins. Feel the goosebumps there with that intro, just thinking about how I'm not going to know what to do from the 31st of March onwards. Today, we're going to be going over what did I miss? What did I miss throughout this series? Now, we went through some of this stuff yesterday in day number 28. When I covered some of the questions that have been asked, but I've got some things written down that I knew that I had missed. And also, I guess to give you some context of kind of why I did this, I did a post when I was 30, and that was on LinkedIn. It was 30 lessons from turning 30. And I thought about that. It got a lot of traction at the time, but this was obviously four years ago. So I've been putting content out on LinkedIn for over half a decade now. This post went pretty well and a lot of people liked it and commented and basically provided their kind of feedback of what things or lessons they would add to it. I thought I would run you through what those 30 lessons are and see if I've kind of explained them through this journey because this is obviously how I was thinking four years ago. Let's get started into this and then we'll go through some of the other things that I may have missed as well and we'll talk through some of these things as we go too. So From my post from when I turned 30, here we go. One, don't expect people to care about your dreams. They are yours, not theirs. I've wondered if I should do an entire session or pod on this, but basically, don't expect people to care about the things that you're doing. That sounds really cynical, but people are so wrapped up in their own shit that they're probably not thinking when they get up in the morning, how can I help Luke achieve his goals? That's not really how most people are wired. They are wired to think how they can approve, or sorry, achieve and approve of themselves to achieve their own goals. So don't get offended by that. Don't expect people to take care and to care about your dreams. They are yours, not theirs. Number two, investing in yourself makes bank. Well, we did a whole lesson on that around investing in yourself, and some of you have said that that's been the most popular one. Number three, we get to choose how we feel. When I learned this, I was mind blown. I thought that feelings were based on the things that were happening to you and you had no control over them. But realistically, 
we get to choose how we feel. A lot of people will say, bullshit Luke, that is simply not true, but that is something that I believe and I can snap myself out of rabbit holes that I'll go down in terms of feelings and poor me and woe is me and I feel sad, all these types of things. I experience them for what they are and then I don't stay there. My football coach would say after we lost, you miserable pricks, you can whinge and be angry at each other and be upset for 90 seconds, get in that shower, get your shit tidied up, get out there and show some respect to the opposition. And that is what you have to do in life. You've got to accept your emotions when they come and feel those and really live in them and then go, you know what, I'm not staying here. Just because this one thing happened to me and I'm sad in this moment does not mean that I'm a sad person. So you get to choose how you feel. If you feel down, get a fucking pen, stick it in your mouth, clamp on it, it will force you to smile and you will feel happier Go and research that if you want to force yourself to smile, your brain will get tricked into thinking that you're happier than perhaps you are in that moment. Go and have a look at that. You can choose how you feel. And remember that money won't fix brokenness, sadness, depression, those sorts of things. We have to fix those underlying problems so that as we grow and if we earn more money and if we have more money, then we don't magnify more of the problems that we already have or the feelings that we have. Number four, watching a dad try to resuscitate his son puts life into perspective. Now, I did a lesson where I spoke about some of the things that I'd gone through and seen, and those are the moments in your life where you go, fuck, everything is real here, or I didn't expect to see this. What just happened? And sometimes we need a bit of perspective to sort our own shit out and to go, you know what, why am I complaining about this? Why am I acting like this? Let's just level up. Number five, people are awesome. I cannot stress that enough. If you've got things that you want to achieve, someone literally just messaged me before I rolled in to do this podcast and said, hey, any tips for getting in touch with more successful people than you? I said, yep, here's a real good one. Message them. You'll be blown away at how many people actually want to help you. People are awesome. Look around the world. Look at all the shit that we've built, all the things we've done, how far we've come in society, and go, wow, we're all still here, and we've achieved all these things. We've built all these things. We've figured out how to fly. You name it, all this technology Of course, there's going to be negative stuff. The news likes to focus on that. The world does too. Humans do. That's just how we're wired, right? But just remember that people are awesome. Number six, your gifts are unique to you. If you're a good drawer, if you're a good singer, if you're a violinist, if you're a good talker, step into your gifts. You have gifts that other people do not have. Own that shit. Do not run from it. Become more of what that is and look at the world love you for it because everybody wants to be able to do that. Not many people can. So if you're really good at things, do more of it because the world needs more of that. Number seven, everyone has a bit on. So be nice. And what I mean by this is everyone's going through something. So be careful when you lose your shit at someone, when you snap back or whether you um, get angry at someone or you take the piss out of them for too long, all those types of things. Be very careful because everyone's got a bit on. We all do. Number eight, We can all change the world in our own way. Pick that rubbish up. One of the things that I still try to do, if I see rubbish, I look around and if there's a bin within eyesight of that rubbish, I will pick that rubbish up because I think, well, one piece of rubbish at a time, we can clean the planet up. Now, that's not my thing. I'm not like a big environmentalist kind of guy. Um, But, you know, I was taught that at school. If If you fucking leave a mess, tidy that shit up. And if you walk past rubbish at a school... And at school, Palmy boys, you're in the shit. If you were dropping rubbish, you would get fined for it effectively. So I've carried that through because it's just such a great way to 
keep the world tidy and keep your life tidy and keep everything sort of balanced and in equilibrium. And then also, people will see you do it and they think, wow, that person has just picked up a stranger's rubbish. What is going on in their head? Perhaps you can be the example for other people. So that's just an analogy and that one kind of rule that I try to live by because it demonstrates a different level of thinking to so many people. How can 100 people walk past a piece of rubbish but one weirdo will pick it up and put it in the bin? Now, I don't always do it, but I try to when I can. Before coming here, I just saw a lady and she had both hands full of groceries and she needed to get through the door to get into our apartment and the way I was brought up was you help people where you can and I'm always looking for ways to help people and I said to her, excuse me, would you like me to get the door for you because I got a key tag and I thought she could just keep walking in and she said, no, 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 I'll be fine, I can manage but thank you so much, she was so blown away and so happy. Remember that those small moments and especially when you demonstrate them in other people, it could help them level up to a different standard that they don't usually operate to. So embed some sort of rules that you live by and you can change the world in your own way. So think about what those things are for you and do it your way. Number nine, you get back what you put out into the world. Again, smile at someone and see what happens. Do good things, good things will come back to you. Remember, 70,000 thoughts a day, 90% of them are the same as yesterday, 80% of them are negative. If you're going to keep putting that out to the world, you're going to keep getting that back. So we need to flip that, we need to learn how to put some of that shit to the side, put some better stuff out there and have it come back towards to us. Number 10, there is no rush, you're still young. I have so many younger people, when I say younger, I mean people in their like 20s, uh, anyone under like 25 that's kind of like, they're like, oh I'm stuck and I'm fucking, I need to get all this stuff done, I'm like man, you're under 25, like just chill out. Even if you're, you know, I got started on my journey when I was 29, 28 to then get to this point. So remember that we are freaking out because we're worried going back a few pods ago when I was talking about my stepdad passing away and how uh, people are so scared of dying and ageing. That's natural. We're, we think we're, we're playing this game against the stop clock because we're naturally scared of getting older. So that's putting pressure on us to rush. But remember that life is long, hopefully, right? And there is no rush. So do things and make sure you do the things you want to do and don't think that you're old before your time because you still have a shit ton of energy. Number 11, don't compare yourself to others. You're running your own race, not theirs. We spoke about that in depth when we talked about visibility as a fake metric for success. Number 12, embrace your strengths and use them to your advantage. We learned about strengths through the Gallup Strengths Finder when we did the podcast on um, investing in ourselves, and highly recommend one of the greatest things I've done Highly suggest you do that if you haven't done it. That should be an activity that you write down to do. Number 13, money has a funny way of turning up when you need it the most. I encountered this all throughout my life, especially when I was uh, in my stage of my life where I was running out of money. And I've all, I'm still here, and I've made it through. I've repaid all my debts, etc. and the money has turned up. Rest assured, there's, a, I think, a, a saying in the Bible, and it's like the the birds do not worry about where their crumbs or food's going to come from. And I think sometimes when you're stressed about money, maybe when you see birds you can think like, wow, they're not fucking stressed out of their mind. They're still finding food. Like it will turn up for you. Don't take it for granted. Don't just think it's going to happen. But maybe sometimes just trust in the world that it's going to come to you and that you will find a solution because humans, we are very good at finding solutions. Number 14, Checking for life in a man face down on a state highway will remind you how dangerous the road can be. 
I completely forgot about this. Now, this happened maybe a couple of weeks after I found that person that had killed themselves. And I had been out for a few drinks with some mates and whatnot, lived it up, and we had a great time. And I was going back to my town where I lived with my mate. He was driving. His motorcyclist flew past us um, up the passing lane. And then maybe like a K down the road, we're like, what's that in the middle of the road? And my flatmate's like, oh, fuck, I think it's something that's come off a trailer. I better, I better line it up and go straight down the middle because he's in a big ute. And I'm like, fuck, it's a person. And this person had come off their motorbike. They'd gone straight into the back of somebody turning into the left. And uh, we were sort of first on the scene. And again, like my mind's just like, why me? Like, what the fuck? Why does this stuff keep happening to me? I don't know what to do. And it was just a, you know, another bizarre situation and so close to the last one. And we thought this person was dead to start with, but they weren't. And they recovered, and it was just really sad because, you know, you know who he wanted us to ring for him, his mum. There's a grown man, and he's. He, I said, "Is there someone I can call for you?" And he, he could barely speak, and he was like, "Call, call, call my mum." I'm just like, "What the hell?" You know. So maybe as we get older, uh, you know, we're we're still hoping that mum can come and rescue us from situations that we get ourselves into. I don't know what was going on for him, but it was very scary because I'm like, "Do we move this guy? Do we get him off the road?" Like. But so many people, they stopped. And again, it's a reminder, back up to number five, people are awesome. Everyone wanted to help and everyone wanted to slow the traffic down and try and get this person to safety. And I'm fairly certain that they had some broken bones and stuff and ended up in hospital, but they were okay. Number 15, it's okay to open up and talk to people. We spoke about that, and I cannot reiterate that enough. If you've got shit going on, find some people that can help you work through it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's better for you. In fact, you're harming yourself and you're making it harder for yourself by not finding people that you can talk to things about. So find some people like that that you can trust. Number 16, you have to work really hard for the things you want. My God, I was saying this at 30 and because I was realising how hard the school rebate stuff was and just how hard it was to really get ahead and I just, as I've said time time again, I thought, like, when's it going to happen for me? Surely it's just going to happen someday. But that wasn't happening. And then I realized, you've got to put in a shit ton of work to make these things happen. And you've got to decide if that's who you want to be and whether you're ready for that. And if you are, cool. If you're not, hey, that's all good. It's not your thing. That's my personality set. That is my, like, how I'm wired. I'm like, oh, let's fucking do heaps of shit. Other people are like, man, just chill out, man. Just have a real cruisy life. I was speaking to a business owner during the week. Massive business. Millions of dollars of turnover. He's like, yeah, oh, man, I just relax, eh? Just chill, you know? It's all good, man. Like, nah, it's all going all good. And yeah, like, you know, I brought a Lambo, and you're just like, what the fuck? So everyone's different, right? And they're all doing things their own way. So get to learn yourself and how you do things. But for me, I realized that working really hard, I enjoy, and it helped me get ahead. So I'm pretty cool with hard work. Number 17, create a set of values to live by. Do you know what your values are? Do you know what you will not compromise on? Do you know what you will accept and won't accept when you enter in a relationship? Sit down and do some brainstorming and think about those things. How would you articulate what your values are? With the businesses that we work in uh, or work with, especially when we do the coaching side of things, they usually leave here with four or five values that they live their business by and that they help them make decisions and guide them to their future. And they might come up and get into situations and they're like, I don't really feel comfortable here. And often it's because that situation then conflicts with their values. So think about what things you value and how you would put those into words. Number 18, have a life goal to help you make decisions. This isn't for everybody, but it's something that a lot of people will talk about in terms of a purpose. 
or a North Star and all of these types of things. Build your own purpose, figure out what it is for yourself, don't let someone else tell you what your purpose is and mine for instance, like I like helping people. So doing these types of things, it makes it a lot easier to do because I know a lot of people will be getting help by this and that is I think what gives me a lot of fulfilment is to help people and I thought well if I can help a shit ton of people then I'm going to go a long way in life and that would be really cool. I have a question written down in the same notepad that I'm reading from right now and it says, Luke, how can you help 100,000 Kiwis? And then I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, probably like 30 bullet points of how I think I could help 100,000 Kiwis. Call me crazy, call me sick, call me a weirdo, call me whatever the fuck you want, but that's just something I do. So I'm constantly trying to think, how could I help more people? And look, sometimes I'm not doing it, but when I am doing it, it's really fulfilling. So maybe I'm just here to help people. I don't know, but have some sort of life goal that helps you make decisions as you go. Number 19, try shit. I've, I've still got to remind myself to do this. I just want to do the same shit day after day, stay in my routine, routine um, get frustrated when things get in the way, but you've got to try shit. Today, went to go to Kelly Tarleton's with my sister and my nephew, got there. She's like, fuck, sorry, mate, I didn't book. We can't get in there. Let's go to the zoo. I'm sort of like, uh, well, I sort of planned to come to Kelly Tarleton, so maybe we should just bin this and we should I'd probably just have a coffee and go home now. Um, but sometimes you've got to be agile and you've got to actually try things because what I find is that often we get we build the same patterns, right? So your life usually looks the same week, week to week, day to day, month to month, and you do the same things. And to go and uh, deviate from those plans or patterns is really, really hard. So you've got to force yourself to actually try and do things completely different, go in a helicopter, sit up the front of the plane, sit up the back of the plane, um, do something that you're fearful of, go and stand real close to the tarantula at the bloody zoo because you don't like spiders, do all the things that you know you don't necessarily want to do, but you'll just try things every now and then, force yourself to to kind of like retest your boundaries and figure out, oh, actually, I really did like that food and I didn't think I did, or, okay, maybe I do like that drink and I'd always thought I didn't, or maybe I do like that type of seafood. So be willing to try things and see what actually your life looks like with those things in them without going nah not into that and just dismissing things or saying nah don't like that do like that hate reading hate listening to podcasts whatever try shit so that you've actually got proper data on it and you know for certain you are not basically just guessing number 20 it's okay to say no to people something that's really hard for us to do because we hate letting people down we feel like we're rejecting them but it's okay to say no to people number 21 you cannot sustainably rely on other people for your happiness some people say, wow, spoken like a true narcissist. You know, of course you can. All of my happiness comes from other people. What if all those people leave you? Oh, what a dim view on the world. Why would you think like that? Well, isn't it our responsibility to be happy? What if someone isn't making us happy? Is that their responsibility or is it ours? Ultimately, I think it's our responsibility to feel the way we feel and to be happy and that's actually in our control we shouldn't leave that to be in control of other people and if we are doing that we have to say where did we learn that or how far is that going to take me in life and what could be the problems that I'm going to face if that's the methodology that I want to rely on is that my feelings and thoughts and happiness etc are all based on external people and things where are you going with that number 22 let your past redefine you not define you you can't change your past fuck it carry on that's easy for me to say because that, again, is a bit of my strength and skill set. I'm always looking forward to the future. I'm not a big history person. 
I enjoy learning about it, but it can't be changed. So I'm like, why are we still talking about it for so long? What is going on here? And that is just how I'm wired, right? But there'll be people that are the complete opposite to me and they think, no, 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 the, the past has all of the answers for our future and you don't understand and you need to be more respectful to the past and stuff, which is cool. That's just not how I'm naturally designed to think. But what I will say is that you will have things in your past that you will never be able to change. So do not let those things define you. Let them redefine you. Think, okay, this happened to me and it happened for me. Don't think this happened to me, I'll never be the same, all that sort of stuff. Own it. You know, you see people that become the most visible ambassadors for different things in this country. They've been through a lot of shit and they don't let it define them, they let it redefine them and they lose a leg but then they become a gold medalist at the Paralympics and stuff and we're like, wow, that's amazing, good on them. Well, they're not sitting there being like, oh, my life's just been completely fucked, I've lost my leg and you don't, you'll never understand and I can never take this back and I'm going to talk about it for the next 30 years. Like, if they did do that, they wouldn't be able to win a gold medal because they would constantly be thinking like that. It wouldn't allow them to see into the future, to think into the future and take different actions that are going to require them to be somebody that they can't be if they're continuously looking into the past. So get your shit from the past, tidy it up, and carry on from there. Number 23 leads straight in from number 22. Take control of your shit, your shortcomings, and your insecurities. If you're not confident... If you don't like the way you look in the mirror, if you think that you're not good at the times tables, if you think that you're not a great person, that's all your shit to clean up. Nobody's else, nobody else's. So get all of that stuff as well. Write it all down and be like, you know what? I'm going to fucking clean all of this stuff up and find a way to do it. So take control of your shit, your shortcomings and your insecurities. Number 24, consistency creates habit. Habit creates results. Start being consistent with things that will put you into a good habit. Habits are then when you start to create patterns and that's where you're going to get your results from. So do good things, try to build good habits, swap out your shit habits with your good habits and then start to see your results change and go, wow, how did that happen? Well, it probably come about because you started and you decided to change your habits. 25, visibility is a fake metric for success. We know that one. We did 20 minutes, 30 minutes on it. 26, talk is cheap, actions allowed, execution is deafening. People can talk a lot of shit and they can talk it up just like we learnt about invisibility is a fake metric for success, but actions speak louder than words, we all know that one, but execution is the piece that I've added on the other end, is deafening. If you're continuously executing, oh, you can go a long way in this country, you can go a long way in the world, you can go a long way in the community, but you just need to execute and you need to find things, you need to take action consistently and just keep executing and keep executing and keep executing and you will kick some ass and it becomes deafening and people go... They don't question how you've become successful because they go, fuck, I've watched you continuously execute. And I've got a number of projects that I've worked on where people at the end of it come to me and they go, wow, like I've watched this over time and I've watched all the shit you've done. It is outstanding. And no one can turn that shit off or talk that stuff down because it's been deafening because it is so much louder than, the, than people who just want to talk. It's cheap to talk. Everyone can do that, but not everyone can take action and execute. 27, it's never too late until you decide it's too late. Remember, earlier on, we said you're still young. Number 10, there is no rush, you're still young. But remember, it's never too late, but it is when you decide that it's too late. So be careful when you make decisions that it's too late to do things. Number 28, remind yourself of who you are. Firstly, you've got to figure out who you are, but you're doing this sort of learning, which shows me and should show yourself that you're probably on the path to trying to figure out what sort of person you are. Now, 
if you are good at things, like I said earlier, if you are really loyal, you're really honest, you're really trustworthy, and you're a bubbly person, you're happy, and you're so positive all the time, and all these, whatever these things are, these describing words for you, remind yourself that you are those things, because the world and people around you will try to give you different labels. Fuck your labels, keep them for yourself. I've got my own labels. Stick to your own labels, and make sure that they're actually true, and sometimes maybe you're only 80% of those things. Well, let's just keep pushing to get towards the 100, but let's remind ourselves that we are these things. I'm a powerful human being. I'm always on time. I'm trustworthy. My friends can rely on me if they need help from me. All those types of things. Remind yourself of who you are. Number 29, remain grateful and stay humble. Every day, try and be grateful for something that is going on and you will see your life will change. You will have more positive thoughts. That's how we can hack it back and we can have more positive thoughts than other people because we're continuously reminding ourselves to stay grateful and think about the good and think about the positive in our life. Stay humble. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about this one now looking back. Like, that, that probably sounds quite bad, doesn't it? I, I still believe this, but I think my definition of it may be a little bit different. Like, we have to be careful with this because I think the whole stay humble thing is also what stops people from celebrating their success. But I think you should celebrate your success. So remain grateful, celebrate your success, but don't be a knob. I guess would probably be how I'd reword that these days. Don't go rubbing it in everyone's faces and be like, uh uh-huh, fuck you, you haven't done this, but I have, and blah, blah, blah. Still offer to open the door for the person that needs the door opened. All those little things that you were that made you who you are, like hold on to those things and ensure that you still do them no matter the person you become. Number 30, trust the process. I love this one. I love a good process. This isn't mine. So many people say this, but trust the process. If you get a process that works for you, stick to it. Trust it. Trust the process. That's what that means. Most people don't actually have any processes. But if you put some processes in place that you can rely on that are working well for you, trust them and stick to them. Say you've got a process around getting a a pay rise. Then use that process again. If it doesn't work, hmm, analyze why not. Figure out whether it was the process or the delivery, etc. But say it works again. Then it works again. That's the sort of process you want to be able to share with your friends. Now this is what I've retaught through these 30 days is some of the processes that I've used and I've tested and I've tested them for myself. Trust the process when you can. Number 31, live by the coin, die by the coin. What the hell, mate? I thought there was only 30. That's a very good point. But sometimes you don't know the answer. Just flip a fucking coin and go 50-50 on that thing. I used to do that a little while ago. I haven't flipped a coin for a long time now. But, you know, I think trust your gut more than flip a coin. But sometimes you just don't know. It might come down to two restaurants. Which, which one should we go to? You know what? I don't want to stand here in five minutes talking about this again. I tell you what, let's flip a coin. Done. Conversation, five minutes, arguments, etc. Gone. Conversation, 20 seconds, your heads, I'm tails, no whinging, whatever happens. Yep, cool, I agree. Flip, tails, great, we're going to subway. Love a foot long, don't I? So there you go. Flip the old coin when you need to. That was my 30 in 30, or 30 from 30, 30 in 30, when I was turning 30. Now, turning 34. And life really has changed for me. It's completely different. But a lot of the things that, I was, that I've now achieved and that I've now done, I was still anchored back to some of those thoughts that I was thinking about when I was 30. And I hadn't even really broken the back of the struggle of starting my business and things like that yet. So maybe you want to think about the lessons that you've had throughout your life and how you would build your own 30 and 30 or 30 for 30, whatever you want to call it. You know, see what those things are. Now, I'm conscious that we spoke for 45 minutes yesterday and 
We've only got a couple of days to go. So I just want to rattle through another few that weren't in the 30 and 30 and that are a little bit more uh, financial. So we've gone through the LinkedIn lessons and we've got a few more to add here. What I would say is where you can do things with other people, build partnerships and they will help you go further. Last night I went for dinner with my sister and with my partner and we went to a restaurant in a very random suburb and people were kind of like, what? Like, why were you going there? Now, part of why I was going there is because the person who owns the restaurant has helped me before. And how I re-help people who help me is to try and support them. So I've gone out of my way a couple of times to go to that restaurant where I could go to one that's just down from my apartment or whatever, but I will go there because I want to then rebalance up the seesaw. Because if I've taken a whole heap of help from someone, then eventually I kind of want to try and balance it back up and ensure that they're getting something back from me in return, even if they are not asking. And we've spoken about this, but this is how partnerships work, and this is how you start to form partnerships and relationships and build trust in people and let them build trust in you and and be able to rely on you. So if you can build partnerships, then I think now, from what I've understood, like I used to want to try and do everything on my own, but now I realize that the more I build partnerships, the more problems I can solve. And... I have achieved so much more in this last few years by going, you know what, I don't know how to do that and I don't even know how to do it myself and I don't want to figure out how to do it on my own. I need a partner. So therefore, I need to figure out someone who has done this. I ring up and say, hey, or I email them, can you do this? We'll be looking at doing X, Y, Z. How do I bring this to life? And the other person on the other end is like, I've got experience doing that. Let's rumble. That's how you start to form partnerships and that's how you start to achieve a lot of shit. Streams of income. How many do you have? We all hear people talking about this. I didn't even really touch on this through any of the lessons, but multiple streams of income. It is something that isn't really well taught because most Kiwis won't have multiple streams of income. But as you start to invest and whatnot, you have dividends, for instance, and then you'll have interest. So you've got three already because you've got work, you've got dividends, you've got interest, but what else do you have? Maybe you've got a side hustle, Maybe you've got a little bit of contracting work as well. But think about how many streams of income you can add to your life. There's some sort of literature that floats around that says that you should try to aim to have seven streams of income. You think, what? I got taught to go to school, get a degree, or get a job, get an apprenticeship, and get a a job that pays me one form of income. But you will learn that if that form of income stops, what happens? So think about how many streams of income you can build, even if they're small. Dividends, for instance, I explained the other day that those are now over 5% of what my income used to be when I had my job. So I'm trying to do this as well. I'm trying to build out other forms of income and different streams of income so that I can turn, turn them on and have some that are passive, some that I like playing with, some that I might have time to try and have a go at and then other times I don't. But think about how many streams of income you've got because there's sort of some old literature that sort of, they think 96% of people only ever have one form of income and that is swapping time for money. Now that means that you do something for an hour and in return you get given X amount of money. $21.20 is the minimum wage. 96% of people in the world will end up swapping time for money. 3% of people will end up investing. I think that's a lot higher now because we've got KiwiSaver we're sort of forced to, but think this is in the world, not just New Zealand. 
we are very lucky. We are, we are very rich compared to the world. But you're probably not comparing yourself to the world because you're just comparing yourself to the people that are around you. But we need to be careful sometimes when we're comparing ourselves, as we've spoken about. But 3% of the world will end up investing and then 1% of the world will figure out how to have multiple sources of income. Now, the old 1% technique is a very strong one. If you can try and figure out what the top 1% are doing, then you're going to go very, very far because you might not even make it into that 1%. But even if you end up in that top 5%, well, you're going to be doing pretty bloody well and you're going to have more options and you're probably going to have more success if you are comparing yourself to other people. So don't just get caught in the rut of swapping time for money. We spoke about, hey, let's look for opportunities on LinkedIn, for instance. That CEO said, I need these three roles, A, B, and C. You don't need to work there to claim that three grand. I'll be saying, bro, aren't you a quantity surveyor? Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Oh, why don't you go for this role? Yeah, sweet. I don't even know it existed. Cool, I'm going to email or message the CEO. I'm going to go on the website. I'm going to get his email and say, hey, I think you should speak to this person. By the way, if you hire them, can I please have that three grand? There is money out there. It just requires a bit of time to go looking for it and figuring out how I can get it. Of course, we've all been taught, 96% of people get taught, well, swap your time for money. But if we want to get into that 4% beyond that, that don't just do that, then we've got to figure out, okay, what could I be doing instead? So think about what other opportunities there are and think about whether you can start to build some multiple streams of income as well. Now, money is a tool, nothing more, nothing less. I've explained that for you. We're stupid, we're humans, we're the ones that give it all the value, that say, oh, it's bloody the root of all evil and... Uh, all of these types of things and mis- misinterpret sayings and um, oh, rich people are greedy and shit. You know, money's just a tool. It's just literally an object. It's a vector for transferring value. We give it all the emotion that we tie to it. So be very careful. Remember, it's a tool. Nothing more, nothing less. What else we got here? Tidy up your mind. Tidy up your mind to tidy up your life. If your life's messy, it's probably because your brain's messy. So tidy up your brain. That is very easy to say, but if you look at your life and you think it's messy, well, then you need to start tidying shit up. Pick up that one piece of rubbish at a time. Put things back where they used to come from. Make your bed. Put your watch on your arm, but then put it in the same place every night. Do things and to tidy up your brain and your mind to help it have less decisions to make. Because if you have to constantly give it decisions to make, it's going to be, your life's going to be harder. So try and remove decisions that you don't need to be making all the time. You think, look, this doesn't make any sense. Well, why do you think my food bag is so popular? Oh, because it's convenient. Yeah, also what it does is it removes your need to decide how many things I'm going to cook for dinner or what they're going to be because it tells you. Now that's an example of a business that's seen, okay, let's cut down decision making for people and people will pay money for that. That is valuable to pe- for people. So if you find that your life is a little bit messy or you're forgetful or you're frustrated by things, slowly just go through and go, what areas of my life could I tidy up? And sometimes it's just tidying up your brain. Maybe getting rid of consuming shit that's just got your head going bloody everywhere and one day you're listening to this and then the next day you're listening to that. If you love listening to all those types of things, think, what am I actually doing about that? Because if you're doing nothing about it, well, fuck, maybe just bin it because you're probably just giving yourself more things to think about, but you're still not taking any action. And remember that we said in the 30 and 30 from my LinkedIn post that talk is cheap, actions allowed, and execution is deafening. So tidy up your brain to tidy up your life.
what have we got here? Someone at work not knowing it was, oh, yes, this is one of my, yeah, this story. When I was early on in my working career as a young fella out of university, whatnot, and we we're all sort of like, yeah, wicked, it's, it's, uh, it's payday this week. And I remember this manager, she was an old lady, and she was like, oh, is it? And she and we were like, yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck, I, I, uh, I have no idea. I, I don't really check, like, I don't check my bank account. I wouldn't have a clue. And I sort of thought, how do you not know when fucking payday is? And I was just blown away. And she was 100% genuine. She's like, oh, I never go into our internet banking. Just don't really need to. And I'm like, wow, what the hell? What, how does that work? And I'm like, how come everyone in this office was already talking about payday the week of payday, but this lady is like, I didn't even know it was payday this week. She's either taking the piss out of everyone and like almost arrogant is probably what the old Luke would have looked at, but maybe she knows something that we all don't. But it just blew me away early on. I thought, wouldn't it be cool to not know or have payday go by and be like, wow, I I forgot about that. Because we're all kind of taught to look forward to payday, I think. And... That's when we're like, yeah, great, now i got my reward for doing all the work. But what if you systemized everything and then had so much money and had buffers of money that you didn't even need to look at that shit? You're like, yeah, I've got my investments rolling, all the kids' things are paid for, the food's sorted, and you don't even really know how much is in your bank account. For me, that was just, I don't know, lady, that's pretty crazy, you know. You probably want to log into that shit and just make sure that it's all still there. I'm like, okay, and this is an accountant as well, so... Now, you would think that they'd be logging in three times a day. But, you know, that, that just, it was one of those things where those moments will happen in your life and you probably look at them and go, she's a weirdo, he's a weirdo, what the hell? But stop when those moments happen and go, what, what did I miss here? And that is, of course, the title of today's lesson, What Did I Miss? So when people say completely random things or things that you don't understand or they're doing things, think, what am I missing here? They might be massive on crypto. And but they might have previously not been. Get inquisitive. You know, what have I missed here? How, how come you're into this? Look for ways that you can learn from different people and figure out what it is that you could be learning. I was going to talk about the system, but I think I'll save that for tomorrow. We spoke about that very briefly yesterday in terms of being able to borrow against a house, that sort of thing. Now, that is, I think, the system that we're playing in. And if the system changes, then I will obviously be sure to explain that as we go to uh, in terms of the longer journey of keep the change but for for right now the world we live in is to spend more debt and to get access to debt and that is how richer people use debt against their assets to then go and spend and reduce their tax bill as well but we can get into a little bit more of that tomorrow on the final day I really do hope that you've enjoyed these a reminder too that if you share these to your Instagram or anything from keep the change to your Instagram make sure you tag keep the change because I'm going to give away 200 bucks from April onwards to some random that post to their Instagram to help other people learn about financial literacy because we've had a whole new people, a set of new people join us, whether it be via Instagram, following Instagram, whether it be downloading the podcast or whether it be reading the emails, everything's kind of been growing and it's been because you legends are putting things on your story. Now there are hundreds of you that don't and that's completely fine too, but I thought, well look, I'm going to reward some of you who are being kind to me and helping Uh, this grow and you're obviously growing yourself by handing over 200 bucks every month 
This isn't sponsored by Sharesies, but I was going to give a Sharesies voucher, but you might want some crypto, you might want some cash. Who knows, you might want a bloody food voucher, probably a petrol voucher the way the world's going. But whatever it is, we'll figure it out at the end of the month. We'll pick a random each month and we'll be in touch. So it means a lot to me when you do that. I hope that you've got a lot out of these lessons. We've got one to go and I'm looking forward to delivering that one tomorrow. It's going to be my birthday, isn't it? So I'm going out for a nice dinner, Japanese dinner, probably pretty expensive for what the old Luke was prepared to pay for a dinner back in the day. Didn't get my way, didn't get the old footlongs for dinner, but maybe I'll have one of those for lunch. In the meantime, be well, see you tomorrow.